Before I invite Gurpreet to share her experiences and talk a little bit about the creative process that went into the book, uh, I uh, want to tell people that uh, the uh, this is a coffee table book. It is uh, over 400 pages. It's got 500 photo photographs. It is uh, It has been lavishly produced. Uh, the quality is just incredible. It is, uh, you know, uh, as good as you can expect from a coffee table book. And therefore, the book is not cheap. Okay. But to understand and put it in perspective, look at it this way. If a family of four were to go to a mall, watch a movie, have food, you'd probably spend as much money on that one outing as you would in buying this book. And over the last 15 months or so, most of us have been at home. So we have, I'm sure we have uh, saved enough money. Please do get this book. It deserves uh, enough readers. It deserves to be talked about, shared, read, and uh, bought. So this is how you encourage writers. This is how you encourage the right kind of uh, writing. So please do go ahead and, and buy a copy of the book and do leave your review on Amazon, on Flipkart, on Goodreads, wherever you want to, because this uh, reader reviews help other people make up their minds about uh, books. That is how a lot of the buying process works. So before I, uh, so here are a few words about Gurpreet. Uh, so she's a finance professional and she has an engineering degree and a master's of science and, and a master of science degree. Uh, she's currently working in the equities market and she has worked been doing this, you know, the similar kind of roles for uh, over 10 years. And obviously, like uh, Bharat, she's also interested in travel in history and literature and loves exploring various themes related uh, to Indian culture and its origins. Uh, uh, she has always lived in Mumbai. But again, it traveled extensively across the country. And uh, she is on Twitter as Guri Chopra, uh, Chopra G-U-R-I-C-H-O-P-R-A. And uh, Gurpreet, uh, please do tell us about uh, the creative inspiration for this book, the collaboration with Bharat, and uh, any interesting anecdotes uh, that, uh, uh, that, that stand out. Um, thank you for the introduction, Abhinavji. So... Uh, today it was a, a surreal experience this is almost like a fairy tale come true for me that i have uh, you know uh, these eminent personalities talking about my book have actually spent time going through it and mentoring us i think this is what uh, the indk community does it really promotes fresh talent and uh, you know it works for the indie cause and uh, this is really inspirational um, i feel i feel really happy being here today and as bharat said that we are two STEM graduates, we are amateurs, and what really motivated us was, uh, you know, the curiosity that we had regarding our temple spaces, our temple heritage. And in order to learn more about it, we started visiting them and studying about the temple architecture, make, trying to make sense of the iconography. And we started sharing those on Twitter and our other social media accounts. And that is where uh, we were spotted by Dimple Call. And uh, Dimple, as she is, she's able to look at a person and really look at the latent possibilities in the person, uh, you know, which when we were not aware that we could, you know, work in this direction. And we never had the idea of writing a book on our minds. So really big thanks to Dimple Call for, you know, curating us as authors, for motivating us and, uh, you know, pushing us in a direction where we could believe in ourselves and deliver the, the final product that she had in mind for us. 
hari kiran vadlamani ji again like uh, everybody has been mentioning is an immense support uh, to anybody who comes uh, with an intent to learn and contribute to our civilization uh, he really gave us his time he sat for long calls with us he solved our issues and uh, we'll never forget your kindness hari ji and your support so indica academy has been instrumental in getting us here and i don't think we can thank them enough um finally i would like to say that this is uh, you know something that today uh, it, it it is like a epoch making event in my life and i just want to be thankful to all of these people here who have spared time and everything that they have spoken about today is again it 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 makes me feel like i have not written much about you know the temples in the book and there are so many things for those same temples that can still be investigated uh thank you so much for sparing time for us um i'd like to share a bit of now about you know probably the questions that arose in my mind uh why did i get pulled towards studying about temples you know i had always been curious about what was the role of uh, you know the hindu temple in our society from a cultural viewpoint or from a civilization viewpoint the normal reaction when you look at a temple is it looks beautiful but then what about that like when you visit these temples you see that you know these are the pinnacle of arts the architecture amazes you stuns you the aesthetics are out of out of uh, you know they will blow your mind but then one wonders from where does that thought process or that world view come in which you know leads to the creation of these kind of uh, inimitable consecrated spaces and that is when we started uh, you know i started delving more into this um, ex- uh, trying to visit more and more temples and now after uh, researching for this book i now realize that a temple is a very important space it's not just an aesthetic place where you experience rasa it is actually a consecrated space where a devotee can go and interact with the consecrated deity uh, in the gargabriha at the same time it becomes an ecosystem by its own you know it has an important role to play in the society and when we studied about these temples at of the chalukyas and pallavas we realized that they were like the nucleus of society they were uh, you know those places which promoted arts architecture sculpture and all the multi varied expressions of bhakti so when one looks at a temple one has to understand that it's being built as on the basis of the agama shastras and that it's actually like a physical manifestation of the cosmos you know that has been uh, now represented in a particular manner and therefore there, there we see that inimitable aesthetics of the hindu temple architecture which we do not see anywhere across in the world so this is that contextual interpretation that was absent initially and which i feel lucky to have even got a glimpse of and i'm sure i have a long way to go the intention of this book is this is not really a scholarly work it is it is basically to communicate to people like me you know what i was probably years ago so that they can get a contextual basis to approach the temple you know with a sense of belonging and to understand that it's a shared civilization legacy that you have to protect that you have to preserve that is the main intent of this book um but i did touch upon why we chose the pallavan chalukyas and chitra ji and vasundhara ji uh, and also minakshi ji spoke about it but we chose this time also because this was the time when the temples really became bigger in size and when rock temples really got formalized in terms of the templates and therefore it's important to study this time if you're really interested in studying about temples um and in our book 
we have tried to add the kind of information that will benefit a lay person. For example, we have added information about the different type of architectural templates, the different components of a temple, the various iconographic uh, interpretations. We have discussed the Puranic themes that are available or that are present on the, the temple pillars, some of which Vasundaji explained in detail today. We've also uh, given the inscriptions that were available on the temple facades, uh, as well as on the copper plates that have been discovered so far. We've also touched a bit upon the local and the administrative systems, the involvement of the monarchy, and most importantly, the local populace in maintaining a temple. It was a shared kind of a system where everybody owned and everybody contributed and benefited from it. So this is, uh, these are some of the, uh, the points that we have tried to bring in the book. And another very important thing that we tried to bring out, which we also discovered while researching for this book, is this underlying thread of cultural unity that we see across Bharat Varsha. Um, we can see it from the pan-Indic nature of some of the texts like Natya Shastra or the in intention to imitate Kali Rasa. We can also see that, you know, no matter what the political differences are, ultimately when you even attack an enemy kingdom, there is a sense of reverence that you have for the, you know, the other kingdom's consecrated spaces. There is a sense of inspiration that you derive from it, and you treasure it as equally as you would a temple in your own kingdom. So it is completely different from a fragmented sort of a country that we would, you know, specifically read in our textbooks. And these are some of the very important takeaways that we hope that, um, you know, people will be able to derive. So I honestly hope and pray that you know, whoever gets this book uh, will want to explore this, uh, not just uh, the Pallavan Chalukya temple sites, but our legacy, our shared legacy, and it holds tremendous lessons for us even today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Gurpreet, so much. Uh, again, as I said that uh, uh, this is a coffee table book. It has uh, been lavishly produced. It's got endorsements uh, from so many eminent personalities and it is a treasure. So do get yourselves a copy of the book. And as I said, you know, do talk about it, share uh, uh, you know, your thoughts about the book. And you can obviously carry on a conversation with the authors on Twitter. I shared their uh, Twitter handles. So please make use of that.